Good evening and welcome to another episode of It Only Takes a Spark. I trust that you had a wonderful Easter. Um, I know that we're scattered all around the globe, but even in your own special way, whether it's in the quietness of your living room or in your backyard, that you were able to spend some time with your intimate family members um, uh, and just embracing um, the risen Lord. I'm sorry I wasn't able to uh, make a recording on Good Friday. So much was going on, but I, I hope that you reflected on on um, on the events in detail, the events of, um, of Good Friday. So today's reading comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 8 to 15. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went away quickly from the tomb, fearful yet overjoyed, and ran to announce the news to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them there on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had happened. The chief priests assembled with the elders and took counsel. Then they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, telling them, You are to say, His disciples came by at night and stole him while we were asleep. And if this gets out to the ears of the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. The disciples took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has circulated among the Jews to this present day. Can you just imagine? Can you only just, I mean, picture it. Picture it. Their beloved master, Jesus. Their, their, their friend, their confidant. I mean, was, was, was betrayed by Judas with a kiss, was falsely accused, was convicted and tortured beyond all measure. And as if this wasn't enough, as if this wasn't enough torture, they they completely, I mean, they exposed him. They exposed him nude on the cross huge nails in his hands and, and, and nailed his, his hands and feet to the cross and they are on the cross in front of everybody so that everybody can see him, their master, their teacher on display. And you know what, what was even shocking? You know what I, I thought was even shocking to, to, the, to all of them? 
Jesus had the ability to do a miracle. He could have blinked his eye and made everything go away. He could have just really just waved his hand and all of that would, you know, all of the people who were trying to hurt him would have, would have just disappeared or just exploded if he wanted them to be hurt. He wasn't, he wasn't displaying any of that. It was like he was experiencing human pain, but they saw something different. I mean, he actually uttered the words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. I mean, hello? If you're forgiving the people who are in the midst of, of committing the act, you know? They are killing him. They're in the process of torturing him, killing them. And he's saying, you know, just forgive them. They have no idea what they're doing. I mean, who does that? What human does that? So they saw the physical self being tortured. The yells, the the screams, they were all real. The tears, the blood, it was all real. Not made for TV, not just for me. I mean, it was just horrific. And as if this was not cruel enough, as if this was not cruel enough, this was hap- this was on display for everyone to see. But this was so much more painful for Mary to see. His mother was there and witnessed this. Can you imagine what she was, she was going through? You mothers who are listening, can you imagine the torture? You know, I told uh, my husband as we were watching some of the scenes of the Passion of Christ, and um, you know, and they're you know they're showing in their own way Mary looking at things and looking at Jesus, and I said I said to Blaze, oh no, they they will have to whip me, they will have to just whip me because I would I I just they would uh, nope 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 my hand they would have to hold me down because I uh, I just I just couldn't bear. I would not, I couldn't even bear someone uh, hurting my, my, any of my children, but in front of me, oh, we're not having that. We are not having that. Not on, not in this world or the next, if I can help it. So how does she do it? What special thing did she tap into to make her sane during this whole process? I would have, I would have needed a whole lot of medication to keep me calm, you know, really, it was horrific to to experience and even hor- more horrific for, I think, for a mother to see her baby go through that. And to think that when they took his body and they laid him away, they put him in the tomb. Remember, Jesus was telling them a lot of things. He told them to expect that, you know, uh, you know, in three days, you know, the Son of Man will be raised from the dead. But you know, but Jesus also spoke in a lot of parables. Some of some of them they understood and some they did not, right? So they didn't really understand what he meant. To them, their master was taken away. They were angry. They were bitter, I'm sure, confused, lost. I mean they had went they probably were going through all the stages of death, grief, all in one. Rightly so. I would have. So they're thinking that all hope is gone. All hope is gone. And then to go to the tomb, I mean, wait for it, wait for it. To go to the tomb, 
to perform your regular rituals and everything and then to, to see that he was gone and to see him in the flesh. It was not like a silhouette of him, you know, a, 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 a hallucination to see Jesus, see him and having him talk to, the, uh, talk to them. Oh my heavens. And he's giving them sp- specific instructions. Oh, I would have been all over Jesus. You know, the Holy Spirit would have had to hold me down too. You can tell I'm a very passionate person. I would have run up to him and hugged and kissed him. And, and you know, I, I would have just been arrested for, 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 for kissing him so much. I would have just loved up on him and excited, you know. I would, and, and I can imagine the joy that they were feeling. I mean, have you lost someone in your life that's really real, that was really, really dear to you? Can you imagine, can you imagine seeing that person pass away or knowing that they pass away? And then three days later, you're thinking that everything's finished trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life. And then three days later, this person of, of great importance to you shows up in the flesh. I can you imagine? I know for me, I mean, we all have uh, in, in different forms of, uh, have experienced loss of a parent or a spouse, a child, a good friend, a teacher that really meant so much to you. And, uh, and, and then if you saw that person alive again, you know, even if it was just for a minute, right? How would you feel? Even if you didn't understand the full story, I would be excited. You know, I would be, I will be, uh, I, there were so many, I would be completely thrilled. You know, I know that I, I, I lost a, a brother when I was a teenager, Wunel. And, you know, if, and I'm, I'm 51 now, and, you know, we, we lost him when I was a teenager. But I know that if three days after he was gone, even now, if he came, even now, if he showed up, you know, I would, in the flesh, and was able to talk to me, do you know the joy I would, I would experience? That's the only way, that's the only way I can tap into that. I can tap into that by kind of really putting myself in that, in that position of reuniting or seeing somebody from the past. And what was even interesting was that the, the, um, uh, they were given instructions about, um, uh, on what to do and they still didn't understand what was going to happen. This is my theory. I'm thinking, well, Jesus did. He raised a girl from the dead. Then he raised Lazarus from the dead, right? I was, I'm thinking, well, if Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, then after Lazarus was raised from the dead, he went back to his uh, sisters, continued his life, I assume, and I don't know exactly how long he lived, but uh, Lazarus went on to walk the face of the earth, right? And doing all the... Lazarus things, I guess. So I'm putting myself in this shoes, in my, you know, because I'm, I'm reflecting here, so hang with me. What if they thought, here he is, oh my heavens, Jesus is back. He is back in the flesh. Now we can continue exactly where we left off. 
go on healing and preaching and teaching and spreading the good news and stuff like that. Death has no power over the grave, right? So, so he could just, Jesus could just continue and we could just go out and continue to spread the gospel. I don't, I wouldn't have thought that he was, they were thinking about any, that he was going to be gone in the physical, in the physical, uh, in his physical self, that he was going, he was like truly risen, like we're not going to be physically with them anymore. I wouldn't have thought that because Lazarus didn't do it. Remember there, you know, hmm, I'm just something to think about. So they just went and did it. They went and did it. They had no idea. They had no idea. It was like reading a really, really exciting part of a book. And you know that you have to stop because your children's school bus is 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 right at the door. You really, really want to finish that book or that episode, but you can't you can't finish it because your kids are coming off the school bus. You just got to put it down, right? But there was more to come. There's more to come. And and what if? What if they just decided, what if everything ended there, you know? No, it didn't. We know it didn't, right? So I think just as the believers back then, at this time of the in the gospel, had no idea what was in store for them. They had no idea what he was going to do, all of the joys, and, and wait for it too, all of the sorrows that they would face. There was more to this story. There's more to our story. Every day we have an opportunity to reimagine ourselves, reimagine our role in the world, to take stock on, on, on what contribution that we can, can make to our, our, our health, our family, our community, our, you know, the, um, uh, the state and, 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 and whatever, and, you know, what are, what's, what's the legacy that we're going to leave behind? I mean, here, this, here, the, the, the chief priest sitting there having, you know, they're, they're cooking up their story about telling the guards what to say as if, oh yeah, we're going to fix it. We're going to kill this whole Jesus story right here today. Tell them they stole the body and then we'll, we'll get it all straightened out and we can kill this movement. You know, we killed him. He's de- I mean, he's dead now. Let's kill the story. And that'll be the end of the story. And yes, there are people who are still waiting for the Messiah. There are people who believe that Jesus was a good man. He did good things. Hallelujah to him. But he is not the chosen. But we believe that he is. We, we don't just believe. We know that he is. Um, and so I... I I, but what was interesting is that just like how that's, there are still uh, people who believe that Jesus wasn't the chosen one. Ah, there are so many more people who believe that he, he came, he suffered and died for us and he rose from the dead. That whole, that whole continuum, you know, uh, ministry, even suffering, death and resurrection we will experience all parts of that in our lives. And I think one of the things we have to bear in mind is that 
as difficult as it is to sit in one of those slots, whether it's suffering. When we're in the suffering, it's hard to imagine a a resurrection because we think our story ends there. Jesus' Jesus' story did not end. My story will not end. You know, we can sit here and we can say that this this is it, but it's not. And even when we die, our story will not end there. Okay, um, our choices that the choices that we make today, um, the actions the that we take today uh, in our lives will determine how whether we get to live in that eternal um, uh, and heavenly home with 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 our Father because He's He's calling He's calling us back to Him. That's what He's just like a. A mother, a father who's standing by the door with the door cracked open, lights on, waiting for your son or daughter to come home. You know, I know that. I know what it's like to be sitting by the window saying, oh, they should be home now. They should be home now. You know, and God is still waiting for us. He's waiting for us to come home. We don't know what time. My time could be tonight. Your time could be um, two weeks from now, or my time could be 50 years from now. We have no idea when we get to return back to him. But our, our goal is to just make good use of the time that we have on earth um, to spread the, the good news. So, Father, at this time, we ask you for, for your continued help to be anchored in your love, to be anchored in the hope that that um that you left the spark that you left in us the spark was which was not intended to just stay with us it was intended to just spread that good news of your life you're dying you're suffering you're dying your resurrection all of that is going to be the complete story that i think we we will uh need to hold on to as we navigate as we meander through all of the different currents of life Help us to remember those people tonight who feel like they have no one uh, who love them. People who feel like they are they are forgotten. Uh, we pray for um, all those who are less fortunate. And and Father, help us to be like you in everything that you say, everything that we say, and in everything that we do. Brothers and sisters, I encourage you to subscribe share the spark and have a great evening. God bless.